Hey, welcome back to week two of our series ahead. Um, we just believe that God wants to prepare us for what is ahead, and we're leading forward this fall. Um, life can give us rapids, and we can see that there are tumultuous, is that how you say that? Tumultuous times? Anyway, words, right? There, there's white waters, and we're tying these the stories about whitewater rafting into parallels of what Scripture teaches us to help us navigate the obstacles and challenges that you go through and how working together can transform our experience into one that is a struggle and terrifying to one is exhilarating, freeing, and allowing us to enter into an invigorating season ahead. It takes courageous, spirited people with a mindset to pursue the future. And I don't want you to miss a week. And uh, this will be such a valuable series as we learn to go all in together ahead. Um, last week, we looked at the value of having a guide. If you're going down a whitewater trip, you always are going to have a guide. And uh, I share how I took a group of seniors years ago down the Clackamas River and how we had a guide that was experienced. It was comforting having someone that had been down the river multiple times and not lost anybody on a river where some had been lost. And so it was great to uh, have that experience, but it wasn't without its challenges and failures as we went down it together. So I kind of introduced this concept of ahead and we landed at the need to trust God, our guide. And this week, I want to look at uh, something a little different here. I want to look at how God both helps us um, know the enemy and it helps guide us down the river. Listen to this, John 16, 33, we've read a few times recently, and it says, I've told you these things so that in me you may have peace, and in this world you will have trouble, uh, but take heart, I've overcome the world, right? In this world, you will experience rapids. In this world, there's going to be unsuspecting waterfalls. In this world, you're going to lose a paddle. In this world, you might fall out of the boat. In this world, things are going to be happening that are out of your control. But take heart. Our Savior has overcome the world. What did I learn in whitewater rafting and Clackamas that parallels the promises of God when it comes to troubles? And I, I gave you the big idea kind of already, gave you that sneak peek. God helps us know the enemy and equips us for battle. Uh, it's going to get rough. Life is going to get rough. It's going to be rough this fall. If you're a parent with kids, you've been experiencing the rapids already as you get ready for school. Some of you start school this week, and it's going to be that learning adventure, and you're going to have to paddle together. You're going to have to do this together. But I remember when I got to the water in the Clackamas River, I was handed some tools. I was equipped, right, for the trip. I was handed a, a life vest that didn't really look like it was gonna hold me up. <laughs> it's like, you know, you get a little nervous how, how it's not that really bulky. It's not like a water skiing life vest or something, but a life vest, a paddle, a helmet, 
Uh, that made me nervous. I don't know why. I've seen pictures of whitewater raptors and they have helmets on, but I'm like, you know, so I got a helmet. I ended up beforehand, they had sent us a note that you needed to wear the appropriate clothing, shoes that you could wear in the river, these different types of things. And, and so uh, I already was equipped that way. But as I was getting this equipment on, not only were we handed the equipment, we needed to make sure it was fitted. They were checking to make sure everything was buckled correctly and it wouldn't come off of us and, and that we knew how to use the paddle. And just all these tools were checked and double checked before we were off. Listen to this teaching. In Ephesians 6, this is the Apostle Paul communicating to the Ephesians church and he's landing a bunch of instruction he's given the Ephesians already, but he says this, a final word. Be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power, in his mighty power. Put on all of God's armor so that you'll be able to stand firm against the strategies of the devil. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. Therefore, put on every piece of God's armor so you will be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. Then after the battle, you will still be standing firm. Stand your ground, putting on the belt of truth, and the body armor of God's righteousness for shoes put on the peace that comes from the good news so that you will be fully prepared in addition to all of these. Hold up the shield of faith to stop the fiery arrows of the devil. Put on salvation as your helmet. Take the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Wow, that is incredible teaching. And we're actually going to look at at the two pieces over the course of two weeks here. I want to dive into thought one this week. Your enemy is not flesh and blood. Your enemy is not flesh and blood, for we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, right? These are strategies of the devil that we're battling. When we were rafting down the Clackamas, our enemies were rocks. And those rocks, when the water goes over it, make different level of difficulty rapids. And they swiftly take currents in different directions. So there's rocks, there's hazards, there's visibility challenges. That, that was the, the battle, right? But some of these rocks would toss us uh, in ways that we would actually, like, all bundle up against each other. Maybe we're getting tossed one direction and those on the right go slamming into those on the left or we all go slamming into the middle. In fact, the, the guide would quickly call out, as I mentioned last week, lean in and we would, because one of the first rocks we faced ended up being a person face planting into a rock. After that, when the guide called lean in, it was aggressive in. Like we were just like, get to the middle of the raft, you know, and we would end up hitting heads. Uh, I, I remember at that moment going, that's why we have a helmet on, right? It's weird because you'd think you have the helmet on in case you go into the water and hit a rock, 
but more often we were banging into each other or catching a, a paddle to the head. And, you know, so we had helmets on uh, to defend us from each other, which was really weird because I could have gotten mad at the person. Like we lean to the middle and it's like, you hit me in the head. No, you hit me in the head. And we could get mad at those that are on the other side of the boat, right? Uh, I could have gotten mad at the guide. You told us to lean in and, and then it was too quick and we hit heads. But the, the cause of hitting our heads and banging our heads together was, was not the command. It wasn't the guide's fault. There was a, a bunch of rocks that were going to take us out of the boat if we didn't lean in. Our enemy was not each other. We, in that moment in, of rapids, we needed each other more than ever. It wasn't a, a matter of if we were to pull our paddles out of the water and get mad at each other and start sparring with one another, whacking each other, you knucklehead, what are you doing? Then now we've pulled the very paddling we need to do to get free from the rapids and be in the right current. We, we've self-destructed. And yet, uh, we find ourselves doing that in culture, don't we? We just start banging each other and, and, and getting mad at each other. And then we have navigating challenges ahead. Our enemy was the forces outside the boat, not each other. Not flesh and blood. So let's just make this crazy clear because our enemy is, is battling us right now. Our culture is battling us on many fronts. There are many rocks in our personal rapids right now, and they're causing dangerous currents. And if we're not careful, we could get pulled in. And more dangerous circumstances, if we pull our paddles out of the water and start beating each other over the head, then we're even gonna get ourselves in more compromising positions downriver, right? So what are some of these obstacles? Uh, the most obvious enemy we're facing right now that is just like the thing that's out there is COVID. Like that's on all of our minds and it's impacting all of our lives and we've never been here before. I think I saw somebody post something that says, congratulations, you're the one that your grandkids are gonna interview because you lived through this season of COVID. And I was like, oh my goodness, right? It's tr so true. We are gonna go through a crazy season that generations ahead of us probably will never face. And this has brought so many rocks into our path that are dangerous. It's a disease itself. And it's resulted in the loss of jobs and economic impacts that have people concerned, uh, the fear uh, that has infused people's lives and paralyzed some because anxiety has now been just poured gas on it, right? And uh, the, the anxiety that impacts the education students are worried about if they're going to learn as well on a computer and parents are worried whether they are going to be able to do this and work and their income and then their life and whether this is going to be right or wrong or whether they should switch to homeschooling or stick with the public schooling i mean there's so many choices that are massive being made and then there's infighting there's infighting over peripheral elements caused by covid you know, infighting over masks, 
Boy, people are pulling their paddles out of the water and whacking each other with them over that, right? And you just go, the enemy is not a person making a guideline, is not an individual, is not flesh and blood. The enemy is a disease. The enemy is what's behind the disease, which if you go way back, it's fall of man, it's sin, and we live in a sinful world that is now the result of sin over decades and generations and, and, and hundreds and hundreds of years has resulted in now where, yeah, there's sickness, there's death, there's storms, there's the world around us, and we're getting mad at governments and governors and counties and health departments and schools and authorities. No, that's flesh and blood. Our enemy is not flesh and blood, but there's a real enemy that's a force taking advantage of the moment, right? And while masks are helping slow the spread, increased numbers of people who are followers of Jesus even discern that, man, the enemy's taken advantage of this mask thing, and now it's like a muzzle for some. And they're feeling that tension while others are feeling the tension of, 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 of using it as a tool of, of an expression of love. And it's like, what is, how do we navigate this? Well, the most important thing is we don't abandon things or people or flesh and blood because of a disease. We, we stand firm. We stand firm in our faith and we take our battle to the spiritual realms through prayer and staying strong in our faith. What about this rock? Another enemy <laughs> or rock in our river is politics. Oh man, I said the P word in church. Well, my goodness, I'm in trouble, right? Man, we're in an election year and... Uh, Everything is being leveraged for political posturing and gain. That's something we can agree on politically, isn't it? I mean, we can all see that. Truths and facts are being stretched, falsified, and, and weaponized to tear down the character of people who want to serve others. A political offices used to be a place where we should be thanking them for their service that they've offered themselves to sacrifice to do. They've, they've decided to lead. Now all we do is question motives and point fingers at people. People are sharing fake quotes and falsified sound bites to make people out to be what they are not. And all of this stirs up an anger towards flesh and blood again polarizes people instantly. And we have what I would call a triggered nation. <laughs> like we are so quickly triggered because it, it, we're stirred to anger so fast. And what does it? A person or a comment about a person. Might I remind us, our enemy is not flesh and blood. The enemy wants division because unity is so powerful and a breeding ground for peace and love. And the enemy does not want that. Another rock is racial tension. And we've seen it again, which stinks. We've seen it again this week. 
crazy things happening in our nation. The enemy is not someone who has a particular color of skin and we need to drive that home because we have our own bias so we need to repent and we need to listen to this and and be aware and and not close eared or close eyed about this the enemy is not a gun a car a taser but it's certainly not a uniform or a badge if we are pointing the finger of blame at someone, a human, no matter the color of their skin or the uniform they wear, that's flesh and blood. And that in and of itself needs reconciliation because it's racially destructive. It's profiling. We all have a bias that we need to deal with in our spirit. Our enemy is not of this world and we need to get that into our heads. The enemy is the devil and he's thriving in chaos, thriving in chaos, which we've seen if you turn on the news or your social media. You just see chaos. While I don't support the values of the movement Black Lives Matter, I believe wholeheartedly that Black Lives Matter and they are hurting and in need of reconciliation and love right now. And they're trying to cry out, cry that out. And we need to hear their cry. And while I don't condone violence and excessive, the excessive force we've witnessed by police, I fully support and honor the sacrifice of those who go into the service of being a police officer with great motives. The good much outweighs the bad. Neither of these are our enemy. The war is not flesh and blood. We are not in an either-or world. There is evil influencing both sides, taking advantage of this moment in history, and that's what we need to fight with good. I'll remind you, Romans 12, 21 says this, don't let evil conquer you, but conquer evil by doing good, good. Okay, there's a bunch of other rocks. You know, you have your your category four rapids and five rapids. You have your threes and twos, which just are intimidating, but not that bad that you have to steer through. Uh, and there's a bunch of those kind of rocks that make those white patches in the river that look freaky, but there's actually a current to get through them. And, and those rocks, um, man, I could sum those things up as 2020. Have you seen people like sharing posts of, is this on your 2020 bingo card? Double hurricanes, <laughs> fires, record-setting wildfires, crazy temperatures, murder hornets. I saw this one this week, alligator turtles. What are they, is, are things being invented? Uh, you know, you just, it's crazy. The foster care crisis is still going on. Alcoholism and abuse is skyrocketing. Lack of clarity for the future has me frustrated. Personally, that's one of them as, as people are like, what's challenging you the most? Well, I'm used to looking way ahead and two weeks from now I'm going, what is the decision again? Yeah, it's like, wow, this is a weird season. There's all kinds of little rocks and pebbles we're battling at every turn. Something else is coming, coming up and that's why you have to just kind of chuckle i do laughter's good medicine for me you just have to kind of go alligator turtle 2020 oh my goodness are you kidding me right and you laugh double hurricanes and uh it would be easy to tune out it would be easy to become apathetic 
it would be easy to maybe start living in what I, I call a bunker mindset, which is you just kind of bunker yourself in, close the door, the trap door, and wait out 2020, 2021. Maybe I'll peek my head back out in 2022 and, and try to just safety, safety yourself. And, and I'm not going to listen to anything, not in Christian. I'm only going to read the Bible. I'm going to, you know, and you just shut yourself off. But Jesus prayed not for us to be removed from the world, but that we would be protected while we're in the world. You could read John 17 and just go to task on that. But our battle is not against flesh and blood again, right? We don't have to hide from people or culture. It's against an enemy that thrives on chaos. What we need to do is we need to lean into Jesus. We need to lean into prayer. We need to we need to lean in to inviting others into a relationship with Jesus in order to help them realize where this chaos is coming from as well. And a, a real and true enemy is at work behind all these things. Uh, next week, we're going to talk about thought too. We need to dress for battle because it, we're in a battle, a spiritual battle. The, the stuff is all there in that passage, you know, the belt of truth and our feet fitted or our breastplate, I mean, of righteousness, our feet fitted with readiness, our shield of faith, our helmet of salvation, our sword of the spirit. We are going to unpack these next week because it's such practical and helpful visuals from God to us to ensure we're thoroughly equipped for any battle we face. So I'm looking forward to sowing those things into your spirit next weekend to help you stand firm in the faith. But before we close, I want to address the tension. And maybe you've been thinking this in your mind the whole time I've been talking today. But there's real enemies. Like there's, there's people who are evil. And we're saying it's not flesh and blood, but the enemy of our souls uses flesh and blood to accomplish evil in the world. So I want to just say, yeah, that is true. Therefore, we do see evil people that are just outright over the course of history. You can think of people who are just downright evil. But what we have to remember is that there's an enemy of the soul using them, enslaving them into that behavior. In and of themselves, they're a human created in the likeness and image of God that we should have compassion for. We should feel horrible for them. Our hearts need to go out to them and not be wired up in a revenge or a vengeful spirit towards them. Our tendency is to respond with hatred and fear. But God challenges us otherwise. Listen to Romans 12, 17 and 19, or through 19. It says, never pay back evil with more evil. Do things in such a way that everyone can see you are honorable. Do all that you can to live in peace with everyone Dear friends, never take revenge. L leave that to the righteous anger of God. For the scriptures say, I will take revenge. I will pay them back, says the Lord. When evil comes our way through a person, through, through flesh and blood, we need to remember to make room. 
hit pause. Take a step physically back if it helps. Let God deal with them. Let God deal with that. Try to figure out how to do that. Darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do that. Hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. Martin Luther King Jr. said. We need to hear. We need to hear that teaching. We need to walk that out. I want to close with this passage before giving you today's action point. 1 Peter 5, 8 through 9 says, Stay alert. Watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Stand firm against him. Be strong in your faith. Remember that your family of believers all over the world is going through the same kind of suffering you are. You're not alone. The enemies you are facing, somebody else is facing. The battle you're in, somebody else has that common battle right now. So what we all need to do, our action point today, we need to stay alert. That's what I'm praying over you today. I want you to stay alert. In a culture where we are facing enemies that are not flesh and blood, we need to be alert. We need to be alert of the source and keep ourselves in check that we're not responding against people, but we're calling out to God for him to handle what's going on in the spiritual realm, taking advantage of our tendencies to target flesh and blood. Can I pray for you? God, I thank you for the opportunity you give us to not only understand who our enemy is, our enemy is the devil who has strategies and is prowling around and just looking for a way to come after us. And you've equipped us too to defeat the enemy's tactic. And one of those ways is to, to back up, to make space and to allow you, God, that we would be so alert, that we would stay alert and stand firm and, and allow ourselves to to allow you to come against the enemy. I pray right now that you would strengthen your followers today. And for those listening, that if, if they're tuning in today and they're like, I've not made a personal decision to follow Jesus and, and I just feel like I'm getting battered around by the rapids and I'm not even in the boat to go down the river. I'm smacking up against those rocks. I pray that God, they would invite you into their life right now. It's simple. You just say, Jesus, come into my life to be my Lord and Savior. Today, I choose to follow you and I want to grow in a relationship with you. I want to hop in the raft together that we could go all in together ahead down the river and of life and we could defeat the enemy together and understand that our enemy is not flesh and blood god may you just give us an incredible awareness this week bring us back next weekend to be equipped and understand what these tools of our spiritual fight are that you have equipped us with let us dress for battle and I pray that, God, you will give us an incredible week ahead. I pray a special blessing over those that are preparing their families to do school and education at home for administrators, for teachers. I pray a blessing over these educators that are trying to strategically navigate these waters 
as the school begins this week, and I pray that you would give them a special encouragement that they can do it, that they can make it through these rapids, and that, God, you'll give all of us strength. In Jesus' mighty name, amen, amen. Thank you uh, for tuning in today. Can't wait to see you uh, next weekend.